Wow. That was a big old Christmas break, wasn't it? Yep. Welcome to episode 33. Let's hear some a cappella. Yeah. Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? Baby, now you're one of us. Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? Excellent stuff. Kaboom. Who are they then? They are. Um, I'm going to struggle with this one. Firmata. Firmata. <laughs> Where do you stress the A? That's what I want to know. What do you stress? Firm as in F-I-R-M. No, F-E-R-M. Oh, like the... F- like. I get you. Yeah, like the firm. <laughs> But spelt differently. Like fern. <laughs> and not you. Um, Firma to town. And that is in a... Firma to town. Firma to town. Yeah. That's their EP slash album. It's kind of halfway between called, I guess. It's called Overtime. We met them at the Acapella Festival when we were hanging out with Icing Magazine and chatting to loads of singers. And they did a little spot there. They flew over, flew over from the States. Um, just for the weekend for that event and they 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 are on it they're good they were, aren't they and yeah. they had great energy on stage they were performing and mm. uh, clearly comfortable yeah you know um, and they come do you know what they did they they thanked us for dancing as well Steve I like that touch Thanks they know how that. to play the game don't they yeah I mean they're just really nice people that's what that. <laughs> yeah we know how to get a spot on a podcast yeah yeah um so are you, how are you mate anyway because i'm just yeah, in a bit of a bit of a coffee cough yeah yeah i've been i've been sick um Ooh. and uh, again actual actual thick not not i did chunder if that's a word that goes across across the world if everyone knows you? what chunder means yeah but i was you know we we went out for that food on friday night yeah, and then you left early. I left early, um, and then I got home, and I was in the worst turmoil ever. And then I, I basically brought that meal up um, ha- without any digestion. So it was right. basically a, a whole Philly cheese sandwich, right? So big, long red onions were coming out, like like they like they like they just went in, and that was about twelve hours later. No, no, longer than that. It was like it was the next evening, about five o'clock. So, There's like something about that that the body didn't want. Yeah, but I was already feeling sick, so I don't know what that was what, about. At the meal, it, well, before the meal, wasn't oh. I feeling bad? And then I, I perked up, and then I got home and felt terrible all day again. So, uh, so I've been a bit sick. But um, how was your Christmas? <laughs> um, that was quite a nice link. I. Um, Christmas, yeah, there's a long time. Uh, Christmas was good, chilled as usual. January's been, on, I've been on it in January. Too much to, so, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. What does, on, what's it? Well, just like amped, like the whole month. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's it's the like, coffee though, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a problem. The It's basically hard drugs for you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, you, you're going to come down at some point. 
I've just to give just to give you worthless advice on air. Like you're coming down. I've come down already. Don't worry. No, but honestly, I've been very. I mean, I get. I'm quite aware of my own body, and I I, am. I've noticed a decline. January was amazing, though. Like February. (laughs) (laughs) One twelfth of the year was was actually livable. But I changed routines. I've been up at six o'clock every morning doing meditation, stretching. Um, all before seven o'clock and then I open my door and I'm ready for the day. But yeah, true. This is the ba- where the balance needs to come in now. I either have to plan for the rest of my life to take a week off a month at the end of the month or slow down the work in the, in the four weeks that I'm working. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's, it's like, it really is 12, 13, 14 hours a day just thinking, just my head's on it. And that's, that's, that's where the problem is. Yeah. But all good stuff though That's, I just love it though do you know what I mean and I know you do you, you do the same thing like love it I wake up every morning going what are we going to do today then what's on the agenda yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah and you have to yeah remember downtime. yeah yeah okay. and that's the thing about sing- if it's singing as a job um, it's, it's happened for years and you say you'll slow down or you'll change but you, you just fill your time with other stuff but when music is your job you know we were say we were teaching all week gigging all weekend, traveling for that, um, maybe, you know, making our promo videos or doing Facebook or whatever, but you love it so much that you could just sing all week. And before you know it, you're working seven days a week for like the last five years with, with, and every time you take a holiday, it's not really a holiday because you're usually paid to go to another country to sing something. So you feel like you've gone on holiday, but really you've gone to perform within flown there and back within three days, probably got hammered every night as well um, because we were young and frivolous and then done a gig um, and done that four or five times a year. And really you haven't had a holiday. Yeah. And that, and the, I think the, the distinction, the hard thing to make the distinction between is that, you know, when people, when a lot of people say, oh, I need a holiday, it's often to get, because they feel like they don't like their work. And mm. I'm not calling anybody out. I mean, I think that is, that's a fact in life, isn't it? There's a lot of people that say that they don't like their work and they want a holiday to get away from it. Yeah. But, and I think that's like you say about having it as your job. You just like having what you'd like to do as your job is that. It's, you're not getting away from work. You just you need to get away from thinking. Yeah, anybody needs a holiday for different reasons. But um, yeah. I think yeah, <laughs> certainly when I think back to my normal employment, I think Jesus, I hate this. I need to go on holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not meant to be a pensions administrator. Um, so yes, so here we yeah. are uh, after yeah. Christmas. So we've got lots of stuff planned this year, starting with this podcast with heavy. Heavy, Jamie Vendera. He's a brilliant bloke, um, and we're glad he got in touch with us. So, what does he talk about in this one? The first thing, Jamie. He's a very, very colourful character, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a lot of energy. He he self-confessed. He's just like riding on adrenaline the whole time. But so there's a lot of content in here, and a lot of subjects jump from one subject to the other. Um, but within that, there he's talking about clearly the whole viral video of him smashing glasses with his voice. He's talking about distortion. He's talking about um, and, and, and the best ways to get it, by the way, uh, which is really interesting. And, and actually, how the technique will support that. How he got into rock music and, and how he got to what he's doing these days. So there's a lot of a lot of really cool cool topics in there that I'm sure a lot of people get a lot of value from. Mm. And I remember him drinking his throat coat tea as well, uh, yeah. 
sort of raving about that as a way of just keeping you on the road, right? Yeah. 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 And you, one other thing I got from him is that he does, he, he, he's very, when we, we've only been in contact with him a few times. Um, but just one of those people where you know that they are down to earth, sincere, you know? Yeah. Just, just, just really, it, I am who I am. Deal with it. Right? Yeah. 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 Not deal with it. That's aggressive. Just, I am who I am. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> Just I am who I am. You know, take me or leave me. Mm. Or <laughs> well, we'll take him for this episode. Yeah. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so guys, enjoy it. Plenty in there, especially if you're a rock singer. And we'll see you at the end. Bada bing. Here we are yep. with... Jamie Vendera, I have to say it is coaching royalty. You're coaching royalty. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you are, I don't know about he that. He's wearing a crown, if only you could he see should, it. should be wearing a crown. Yeah, he's got uh, a velvet coat on, he's got a massive chair. <laughs> so, uh, but Jamie is uh, an amazing coach known all around the world. Um, uh, the book series Raise Your Voice is something that uh, you're most famous for, as well as working with bands. I forget them all, but the one that sticks in my mind is Dream Theatre. Um, certainly heavy on the rock side of things, a distortion yep. specialist. You can smash wine glasses with your voice. Uh, you've been on Mythbusters with that. There's, there's so much to say, but can you, can you open the book on, on yourself for our listeners? Okay, um, I'm, I'll be 46 really soon, and I have literally been singing. You always hear the story. I've been singing since I was three years old. It's no lie for me. I, I was running through my grandmother's house, and she was playing a record player, and I heard this voice. It was Elvis Presley. And I stopped, and I slid my socks, and I stopped, and it just, just grabbed me. And then from that point on, she played records for me all the time, and I got into Elvis. And then um, through the 80, well, through the 70s, actually, in our household, we, I grew up on uh, John Lennon, Led Zeppelin, James Brown, Earth, Wind and Fire, Teddy Pendergrass. And then um, myself in the 80s, I kind of got into uh, a lot of bands like Wham! and Duran Duran and Ready for the World. So people know me as rock and metal, but what they don't realize is I have such an eclectic background, uh, a genre uh, of loving different styles. So I really didn't get into rock until about 16 you know I, I i was 12 years old and i bought the def leppard record you know uh it was pyromania and i loved that but it was never really grabbed by rock until i joined this bar band to play keyboard and then um um i raised my hand at one rehearsal we were doing working up money money i said can i sing it and they're like sure so i sang the song and everybody got quiet and i thought yeah, I sucked. And they're like, why did you not tell us you could sing? So that started me towards rock singing, but it was it was difficult. I mean, we, we back in the 80s, well, you guys have performed, so you know how it can be. But back in the 80s, it was um, it was five sets, five 45-minute sets. So it, wow. was, it was brutal. And uh, since I was the youngest guy in the band, they're all you know, about twice my age. They're like, well, you know, since you got young vocal cores, we're going to have you sing Guns N' Roses and ACDC and da-da-da-da-da. And Motley Crue and all that. And it was hard. It really was. I had to sing in falsetto. And then if I belted out, I would lose my voice. So I went to a couple coaches. And uh, my second coach said, hey, your voice breaks at an E above ten, uh, middle C, your bass. You're, you're never going to sing any higher. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, you, you don't tell me that because um, it just makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me want to work that much higher. Uh, so I worked hard and I developed it. But I fell in love with like Jim Gillette from Nitro. It was a glam band in the 80s. And that's really what got me started, wanting to sing super high. And I met Jim. We'd done a couple lessons. I used his vocal power program. And then I, I had ordered like in 93 or 94 I'd already had a couple lessons with Jim, but you know he was he was kind of disappeared. He married Lita, and so I didn't have really have a coach. And I ordered this video. I'm not going to repeat the name of it. Nobody will remember anyway. But it, I, I thought, man, it's going to be so good because the name's so awesome. And then I got it, and it was horrible. And I thought, wow, I could do this. So I started taking all my notes because I'd went to a school in Hollywood, uh, Vocal Institute of Technology, and it took me from '93 about 2000 to get serious about writing a book and I actually started teaching in 96 kind of out of um, just because I was forced into it uh, a buddy of mine said hey I want to sing this song called Pull Me Under by a band called Dream Theater and I was like Ugh, can't stand that band <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, James. But um, at the time, I wasn't a big Dream Theater fan. So I, I thought, how can I help this guy sing higher? I've done all these vocal scales, and they take long, and I burn out on them. And I had a pitch wheel laying there, and I thought, you know what? I got an idea. And I blew on this pitch wheel, like a, a note, and I went, eh. just did a, a basic slide, uh, kind of mocking what Jim Gillette does, this high scream. And we kept working a half a step up. And, and this kid, he gained five notes uh, in like 45 minutes. I'm like, holy cow, this, this works. But then he went home to sing Pull Me Under, and he called me. He's like, dude, I can't do it. And then I remember what a, a good coach I had, Thomas Appel, uh, who wrote Can You Sing a High C Without Straining. He told me, he says, hey, when you practice these exercises, that's great. You know, open vowels, some words, you're going to get higher notes, but practical application in the song is what makes it unfold. So I realized, ah, you have to sing as much as you practice. You can't do one or the other. They got to come together. I mean, why do we practice? You know, who really wants to practice? We want to sing, but you got to do both. So by 2000, I started writing Raise Your Voice, and it took me about four years to write. It was, a, it was a good experience, but it was horrible. I mean, there were months I put it away and said, I'm never going to finish this book because it was hard. I mean, I, back then, you know, it wasn't like you didn't have Kindle and everybody popping up to help you make your ebook. You had to figure out how to do it yourself. Uh, luckily, I had some people help me, and uh, I got in with a good uh, printing company, which is the top printing company in the U.S. when they were taking uh, solo artists, and now I have my publishing company. And after Raise Your Voice came out, it exploded. And it was right around the time that I got a call from Jim Gillette, a um, good friend of mine from the lessons. And he says, hey, you want to be on TV? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Doing what? He said, shattering glass with your voice. And I, my mind and my little heart went, no. I was scared to death. But my lips said, yeah, because I couldn't let Jim down. And he's like, yeah, okay, you can do it. You know. So uh, he literally taught me on the phone and that was actually for Mythbusters we were doing a show called Good Morning America uh, where I had to go up against an opera singer and it, it was nerve wracking but I got through it we, we did it amazing and then we did the show and actually on the Mythbusters show is where I shattered one without amplification 
to set the world record for first documented singer to prove it could be done on film. Has it been done before me? Oh, absolutely. You know, I know for a fat, Jim has, has broken them, but no one has documented it or proven that it can be done. So I don't really consider myself anything special. You know, I, I think I can teach a lot. In fact, some of my students have shattered glass. I think it's just a, an approach. But uh, the coaching is really what I love. You know, from 1996, when I did that first lesson, something just clicked. And um, since then, I've had thousands of students and it's just an amazing sensation when somebody calls you on the phone it says oh my god you know i can't believe how easy the gig was tonight i've ha i would guys i cannot tell you how many times someone's called me or texted me and says hey i started laughing during my show like you know <laughs> like i couldn't sing i was laughing i'm like why because i couldn't believe how easy it was to sing and it's uh, it's just it really touches you inside so um the future is the best feeling isn't it the best feeling it, it is and you know what you know it because when you're teaching uh you never learn you're never going to finish learning and i will teach every time i teach i learn something new and because you're always thinking, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're organic instruments, so maybe you do a certain exercise and it's not working with that student in the way it has the last 25 students. You're like, oh my gosh, what do I got to do? Okay, let's modify this foul. Okay, let's do some jumping jacks. Okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Till you figure out what works for them. And then it just builds who you are as a, as a coach. Yeah. Well, I know that I've got a, a, um, a million questions for you personally. Um, about your business, about your um, your your multifaceted life. Uh, one of them is actually: Do you actually sleep? But before that, if we if we, if we rewind all the way back, he's not saying yeah. you look terrible, by the way. No, not so. Oh, I'm I'm actually tired this morning. I'm like, oh, but I had late rehearsal last night with my guitarist. So um, <laughs> you're looking good, you're right Jamie. So here's the thing. <laughs> If you rewind all the way back to when it when it started out, I'm sure there'll be loads of people out there that are thinking this, you know, world famous vocal coach shatters glasses with his voice. But when he started out, was there one particular game changer for you in terms of technique? Um, and then has yeah. that has actually led on to your technique or what you teach or your method? Well, yeah, actually, uh, you know. And, and I'm not knocking anyone, so please do not take this as disrespectful. There's a there's the new wave of coaches that's anatomy, anatomy, anatomy. Cricothyroid, tilt this, epiglottic sphincter, uh, bridging connecting. I was never trained that way. I was trained, I don't want to say old school, but just very simplistic from, from Elizabeth Sabine and Thomas Appel and Jim and Gillette. So the game changer for me, even though I had lessons from Liz and Thomas and Jim, and they shaped who I am as a coach and a singer it was that that moment in 96 when troy came to me and said i want to sing dream theater and i'm like at that point in my life i was so burnt out on doing doing vocal scales that i thought oh my gosh what can i do and i i don't know why i did this but i happened to glance over and see that pitch wheel and just grab it and go ding and just do that slide and I thought this light went off of my brain. I was like, okay, if you go da 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 da, da you're, you're skipping. You know, you're adjusting the vocal cords, the adductions, stretching them. But if you slide almost like a slide whistle and then come back, you're, you're actually making your voice naked and you're actually going through everything. And now, I didn't invent it. I mean, come on, anyone's done these. But the funny thing is now you look around and I, I see coaches that are like, oh, yeah, I, I do the sirens. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, I've been doing it for 20 years. And and, nobody, and in the beginning, people are like, oh, you're stupid. But that kind of opened it up for me, uh, kind of also in with breathing. 
Uh, because uh, breathing for me is that lower abdominal breathing. Uh, and you guys know this, you teach it, but it's almost like the weight loss commercial. If you breathe right, it's like, hey, I'm skinny, I'm fat, I'm skinny. So, you know, when you inhale, this pops out, the ribs come out. It, it was so hard for me to learn that. I mean, I, I kept doing this and I didn't understand why all the high notes were so tight. And uh, it literally took me, uh, I'm not making this up, about three years for me to learn to breathe again like when we were children because I was so pent up in this. It was a pain. But then if it's natural, it's, it's kind of hard for me to do this. Now, like when I shatter glass, though, I do, I breathe down here and then the chest does expand because I need all the breath I can get to streamline it. But uh, generally, when I sing, it's all lower abdominal. And when I did that and spread the ribs, it's like, wow, wow. It's all, it's like all this weight was taken off uh, of this area up here. So, you know, the simple slides and the breathing are what kind of made that light bulb go off in my head and said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to write this book. You know, I want to write it on my experience and, and try to give a different angle of how you can work out the voice uh, to kind of help people. So, yeah. And so, so the book itself, that, that, what, if you can get in a nutshell, after four years of writing it, <laughs> in a nutshell, what is the main message? That you're uh, honestly, and I hate, to, I hate to say this, the main message is uh, range extension. And I, I don't want to be gimmicky because actually if you get into the exercise, it's about, it's about resonant and tonal enhancement. But let's, let's face it, everybody that comes to you is like, oh my gosh, I, I want to sing uh, Judas Priest or Richard Marx, but I can't hit that one note, always strain, always worry about it. And I thought, wow, you know, the vocal cords are so small, that's just a little adjustment. It shouldn't be that hard to get to that note. And I know, I mean, I want to be, I don't wake up able to hit soprano C's. Um, I even asked my buddy, Tony Harnell, sang for TNT and is with Skid Row now. And he said the same thing. He said, dude, I, I don't wake up able to hit, sing Tell No Tales. And so I, I do got to warm up. But the, the point is, I think it stems back from 88 when my vocal coach said, you're a bass, you're a bass. And you will never sing high except in falsetto. And it broke my heart and it made me angry at the same time. And I love this woman. We're still good friends. Um, and now, you know, nowadays she's like, I knew you always had it, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But, but it was, that's the thing of the book because I don't want people to suffer mentally like I did. You know, luckily I was, I'm headstrong and I'm like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. But there's many people when a coach or a friend says, shut up, quit singing, you're not in tune, or you crack, you sound stupid when you sing high, you, you sound too thin. They are distraught, they're beaten up. And um, so many coaches say, your range is your range is your range, you're done. That's not true. That's not true. You know, Jim Gillette, uh, my coach, and when he was in Nitro, this uh, band called Freight Train, or uh, Nitro, uh, the song Freight Train, he had a soprano D, a D6. And I'm like, man, I want to hit that note. Uh, I've never, ever, ever hit that note in my life. It's always been whistle. I got a C sharp six, but six weeks ago, I had a D6. That's persistence, baby. I've been, I've been on it for 29 years. And, <laughs> You know, so uh, I finally hit it. Now, am I getting it every day? No, and I've hit it maybe ha a dozen times or so since then, but I'm like, wow, see, that's proof. I thought C sharp was my limit, and honestly, I've been lazy with my C's and C sharps, and, and I'm, we, we started releasing music this year, so it was a song, a song called Casual Suicide, and I had the soprano A in it, and I'm singing along, and I thought, I want to go higher, and I go for the C sharp six, and it was horrible because I slid up higher. I was like, oh, man, I went sharp. Man, I went sharp. Let me check my, my app, my 2 next D. 
oh my god, I'm hitting a D6? What? Uh, you know, so it's... Um, I, lo- I, love it, that. It, I love that in singing when, um, <clears throat> when someone goes out of tune. You know what I mean? And yes. On a very high note, and you said, and you're you're as a teacher, you're you're in jubilation because you're like, yes, it was sharp, and they don't yes. see, they don't see the pleasure in that. But it's like that means there's headroom. Okay. Well, I'm That's glad. Wicked. I'm glad you get that. I'm glad you get that because someone like you're singing sharp. You got it. And I'm like, no, you just unlocked an area with ease, and you hopped up two or three notes higher. That shows me that you have that ability. We just have to find the way back and strengthen uh, the muscles involved so that you can maintain that day after day. So raise your voice is really about range extension. But if you read the book, it's went through uh, several changes. It's like 400 pages now. And it's about so much more. I mean, we cover technique and how to sing with grit and how to record in the studio, uh, how to warm up, how to cool down, how to take care of your voice uh, health-wise and stuff like that. You know, how to drink throat coat tea and all that good stuff. So, it, in fact, um, my and I I'm not name-plugging, but Miles is a good friend of mine, so I'm always mentioning him because he's always sending me students. Is this Miles but, Kennedy? Uh, yes. He's Miles. so, so awesome. Oh, yeah. We, um, we saw each other what, about six weeks ago. He pulled me up on stage. His manager did. But there was, it was this huge festival. They'd they done something that you got no cell service. It was so screwed up. He couldn't even text me. So we actually missed each other afterwards. My buddy wanted to sing Shine Down. I said, all right. So we went backstage. We're watching them, and I missed Miles. Uh, but um, he's told me in the past, he, he, he's texted me. He said, hey, dude. I got my copy of Razor Voice in my gig bag just in case I need it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so crazy. It's so I mean, awesome. yeah. I'm like, oh my God, freaking Miles Kennedy has my book. And it's like, uh, I'm just, I'm blown away. Cause, you know, I just, I like to write. I'm nobody special. I'm just, you know, some guy who likes to write and sing. So, mm. so looking at, looking at, I mean, Miles Kennedy is a, an extremely good example of a rock singer who clearly from listening to him has a super strong technique i just uh, the first time i saw him was a live performance of paradise city um and i, I was blown, that you know you get your education of music from your students don't you like i had yep. never heard of him so they showed me him i just loved him ever since but what what, what i'd love to hear from you actually is rock singing is or, or is perceived to be quite a strenuous genre in order to, to perform vocally Yep. So in your opinion and all the voices that you've looked at in that genre, which three things do you think are going to be the biggest considerations when trying to maintain that much vocal intensity in a professional okay. setting? Yeah, well, you know, for one thing, it's any, any style's hard. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. But a rock is just perceived that way because I even have some really famous students who, let's keep it off the books, uh, I thought that was a thing of the past. You know, back in the tw- uh, back in the 80s, like when Jim had out vocal power, there was tons of rock stars who had his program, but they didn't want anybody to know. So I've had people in Europe. I- I've worked with bands like Gothard over there, but there's other bands I've worked with who, like, you know, shh, management says, let's keep it on the down low because, you know, he's a natural singer, that they don't want to have that facade, but they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jamie, behind, behind your back. I-, I think it's, uh, the main thing is getting technique under your belt because that's where rock comes in there's so much angst and the hey and the grit and everything with your voice that people uh tend to overlook technique and just throw it out the window so you have to have your technique down 
stamina for me, the three big things are technique, stamina, and of course, vocal health. So stamina, honestly, is um, being able to run around on stage. You get short-winded. So like I, like I had Labrie, I pushed him to uh, run on a treadmill and sing the Dream Theater set. You know, it's called, I call it cardio singing. So you develop that ability to constantly move and sing. And of course, vocal health. You know, singers go out on the road and they're in air conditioning. Uh, they're backstage and everyone's smoking. There's constant alcohol there. They're not taking their vitamins. C or their zinc. They're not eating, you know, a lot of vegetables. They're eating uh, cheeseburgers and, uh, you know, just drinking pop and not drinking enough water, getting uh, like a humidifier to keep their voice moist. They're not taking care of their bodies. So, I mean, it is, you are a vocal Olympian uh, when you do this, uh, regardless of what style it is. You you have to have that technique. You got to have that stamina. You got to have your vocal health uh, under wraps just to maintain it or you will lose it. So, whenever I work with somebody who's touring, that's what we hit. You know, we give them a warm-up workup regimen, um, a workout regimen. I give them uh, a, a, like a vocal health plan, like this is what I want you to take on the road with you. And I push them to get on a treadmill, get on a rebounder, whatever they got to do, jog, uh, to uh, sing, and just to keep everything pumping. So. And do I remember reading an article one time about bench pressing and sirening? Uh, yeah, and that might have been... Uh, I'm the vocal coach for Guitar Interactive Magazine, which I know is huge in Europe, uh, so iGuitarMag.com, and um, I've been there for almost two years uh, for Jamie Vendera's vocal boot camp. So literally, even though I put out all these books, I give away a lot of this stuff. You know, I, I who cares? You know, everyone's so secretive or they put up like so many little YouTube videos to leave for this. So that's what we do through iGuitarMag.com. I'm, I'm giving them the, basically the whole regimen uh, just like can raise your voice. So it is, you know, working out and all that is like bench pressing. It's like a, a dead weight or a deadlifting, squats. All these exercises are like that. So what you're referring to actually wasn't me going, hey, you know, doing this. I was saying sirens, falsetto slides, transcending tones are like bench presses, squats, and deadlifts. Oh. So for your voice. So I wasn't having to go, hey, you know, we Slight weren't doing. Slight misunderstanding there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, was going to say, like, public gym membership is just not going to work on that one. And I, th- when, I think when I read it, right, maybe I was reading it very quickly. I was thinking, he's definitely got his own gym. Oh, I actually do. I actually just wrote, I wrote a book called Sing Fit. Um, that's actually a body weight program. It's, it's 10 body weight exercises as you're vocalizing. I haven't put it out yet. It's being finished. Uh, it's being edited. It's done right now. We just signed a deal, my guitarist and I, to do dozens, if not hundreds of cover tunes uh, through a YouTube channel. So I'm like, crap, you know, I got to work this stuff out. So I'm on the treadmill every day and singing. You're thinking I'm singing, okay, you're singing Judas Priest and ACDC. No, I'm singing Phil Collins, Prince, Lord, Richard Marks. You know, so we're doing a lot of different things that people will not think that I would sing. And it's it's not because I want to show that I can sing different styles. I'm, I'm not one of those coaches that's like, sing like uh, Michael Jackson, sing like this. I, I, you need to be yourself. So even with me singing all these songs, I'm still me, but it's, it's because I love them. I love Hazard by Richard Marks. You know, I love I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince. So, and those are coming soon. Uh, you know, we had our first rehearsal last night. We'll film within the next month and start putting stuff out. Jeff Buckley, you know, then we'll get into some Judas Priest and ACDC. But, um, you know, it's, it's about having fun. And I actually, I love George Michael. So even though I got a glass shattering tattoo on my arm, 
I still love Wham. I'm sorry. You can make fun of me all you want. Don't I love apologize, Culture Club. Don't apologize. Yes. Just amazing, phenomenal singers. Who ca- I don't care if you're pop, country, rock, or metal. You can learn so much from these different styles. So mm, yeah. So so you talking about range development. Um, I know there's so many coaches out there that have their own perspective on it. Some some coaches are very much a fan of bottom up training, as in they perceive chest to be chest voice to be one of the most important components of that. Other coaches take the other perspective and really work on stretching the very top so that um, uh, one can take vocal qualities higher and higher and top down. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, which one or two things do you feel are the most important for range development? I, for, well, Rini, I don't really care about them up or top down. What I do is I have them find a point of reference, which is like their easy note um, to start. And I mean, this is general, so this doesn't mean that it's like for everybody. But typically with a male, I'll start on middle C and maybe a female like an E or an F. And we will, I got three main exercises in the book, um, you know, the isolation exercises, which is falsetto slides. It's like, woo, woo, you know, a basic slide and the transcending tone, which is messa de voce. It's an yeah. old Italian exercise. Yeah. You know, going from false to full and sirens, and we'll work, we'll work up and um, as high as you can go. I don't want you to strain. And it may be you get up to an alto F and falsetto slide. Maybe you only get up two notes for, uh, to a D above middle C on transcending tone. And maybe you only get up to a G on siren. They're not all going to be equal. But then when you feel good, then I have them work down as well. So we're actually working in both directions i i to me the voice is like a triangle it's 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 one voice i know there's a break i'm not i'm not denying that i understand chest and head voice but for me with students i try to make them think that it's all one voice uh there are some tonal variations as you do go higher and as you go lower but we we want to have that so there is no bump in the road we want to smooth that out so if you have a a wider bottom range and it's stronger it's only going to strengthen these higher notes, you know? So uh, for all you range freaks out there, it's not about how high you can go. It's also about how low you can go. You want to stretch it this way. And even if you, if your range is this big, bottom to top, but you only sing from here to here, that's beautiful because you have this much headroom and you're singing in here. So that high note you're singing out in, in the bars or on tour is not so strenuous anymore because you can go all the way up here. So that's beautiful. So when you do your exercises, yeah, you may work up to soprano C and you may never sing a soprano C in your life, but you vocalize to soprano C and you only hit soprano A. So what? It's going to be that much more beautiful and that much more relaxed. That's so true. I had a vocal epiphany like years ago when, uh, um, I finally got myself on a, on a, like a literal with another teacher through beyond E5. Wow. Into, into, and then that suddenly went from E5 to B flat for the first time in like three years. And then uh, the subsequent gigs that we had after that were just the most enjoyable gigs ever because I was always singing B flat four or yeah. B. And goodness me, like, did I enjoy those gigs? It's almost like, oh. It, the roof was lifted off. I just felt so much more comfortable not singing at the extreme top of my range. Yeah, and Chris, don't you feel now that um, the, 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 I hate to say it's a sad thing, but once you, you do that, it's like, uh, man, you got to keep working to keep it there. I, <laughs> I was doing falsetto slides, and I was only getting to about, even though I could sing higher, I was only going to G above tenor C. 
uh, and it was, and I did this. It was weeks, 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 and finally went to an A, to soprano C, and then all of a sudden I'm up to G six above soprano C, and then I'm up to C seven, and it kept climbing and climbing and climbing in my whistle, and I'm like, I never even knew I had that. It was crazy, but. If you don't do it every day, it goes, and like right now, my whistle sucks. Um, I just don't use it, and I, I probably never will, but if uh, I've had people flying from, like I had a record producer flying from the Philippines and uh, for whistle, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, okay, I got to work on whistle for a couple weeks to get it back, and then, and then we nailed it. That's all we worked on. So, um, yeah, it's just um, when you get there, you do feel great, but you have to keep working to maintain it, or it's just like doing muscle and building up your chest, uh, you will lose muscle it will shrink back down yeah it's not a wall you just can't build it can you no so everyone's thinking all right i got to the top i can ease off now sorry kids <laughs> you know work harder so we got to talk about the big one haven't we Are you saying the big d the big d yeah or the big g or the big whatever <laughs> grab the big growl okay i'll tell you the great <laughs> I, I would just on that topic i would like to ask you jamie because I don't, I'm sure you do, and you do as well. <clears throat> Get asked the question. Two questions. One is, can anyone do it? And I don't know what it is at this moment in time, but something along <laughs> that kind of non-pure tone thing. Second, um, I don't know if I'm doing it properly. How do okay. I know? Right. So, what, what, can you can you? Talk about yeah, that subject. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's um, we teach this, and I actually did something for if Tom, um, maybe a couple months ago, and I did have a coach in there who said, "Are, are you sure? Are you not gifted? Are you sure everybody can do this?" And it kind of shocked me. I was like, "Well, I mean, maybe, maybe somebody can't do it, but I've never had nobody not be able to do grit if they worked at it." Uh, but there's that big mental thinking, especially uh, among a lot of pure coaches to do, you know, just clean music. Like, you can't do that. That's so damaging on your voice. I, I had a student who just sang uh, It's a Man's World, but James Brown on, um, I'm going to get this wrong, but like Romanian Idol or one of those shows. And he sent me the clip. He was all upset because it took him a while to turn around. And then they're like, oh, well, that was phenomenal, but you're hurting your voice. And I heard it and I'm like, nah, they do not know what they're talking about because I could hear the placement. Uh, for me, it's uh, like if you watch Star Wars and you've seen Chewbacca go, uh, and I'm not rolling my tongue. Actually, the uvula is hitting the roof of my mouth. So when, when you get that sensation up there, and a lot of people try that, they go until they can learn to do it. If they can't, they can gargle water. But the, the, the thing is, to get grit, you've got to learn to feel it in the roof of your mouth. So it really still, for me, stems from pure technique. My breathing out, my, my focusing down to, to tighten my abdominals, and focusing up in the palate. So um, I have them do things like, like, uh, like the vocal fry, just so they get that uh, sensation. And uh, yeah, uh, to answer the two questions real quick as I'm teaching this, yes, anybody can do it. I'm sorry. I am, I'm a true believer in that. Uh, to know how to do it right, of course, if you feel it up in the roof of the mouth and it doesn't hurt, doesn't tickle down here, you're doing it right. You can do it all night long. So it's finding it. You know. So a lot of singers are like, I can't get it, Jamie. What I have them do is like get on the piano and we search notes. Um, we're looking for a money note. This is what I taught uh, in Krakow last year. And uh, you may go, hey, oh, no, that's hurting. So let's go down, hey, 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 and see, I'm squeezing, hey, and I can't find it. But eventually, hey, oh, wait a minute, <gasps> there it is, hey, and I find this one pitch 
and it could be up high, it could be low. You got to search until it just pops out and you feel this vibration like a motorcycle muffler rumbling in the roof of the mouth. Then you stay there. You may do it for a week, like, eh, eh, over and over again. Then you start saying uh, things like, um, I went to church when I was little. And, you know, I was like, can I get a name, man? You know, <laughs> so, you know, praise Jesus. You know, so you start playing around with different things uh, until you can make that note work really well. Then you, you try to go down to half a step and then up a half a step. And then over the coming weeks, over the coming months, you keep going down, up, down, up a half a step until you broaden that range. It is a vocal effect. It's like uh, you're playing guitar. You hit the stomp box. That's exactly what it is. For me, I, I literally, I push down harder. Uh, just so people understand my technique for uh, for a support, I breathe out and I, I push down like I'm going to the restroom. Not to be gross, but like I'm passing gas. And it, it's uh, ironically, it's like a gas pedal in a car for me. So if I'm coasting along and singing easy, I got my foot on the gas pedal. But if I want to go fast, I really slam it to the floor. So when I'm doing grits, if I'm screaming, I push down a little harder. And it doesn't tighten anything in here. I'm not using more air. It just supports it better so the diaphragm doesn't relax too quick and release too much air. And I feel a bigger sensation up against the roof of the mouth. So I know I'm talking fast and it's probably not making sense. It does take more than just a little interview to explain it. But uh, we do have it. We teach us in Raise Your Voice. We teach it in the Extreme Scream series and all that. But it really is that simple. Once you find hey, yeah, 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 uh, and that basic, basic grit, then you can add more grit. You can change the type of scream. You can go high. You can go low. Uh, and it will be healthy. We uh, did this on a show. You guys might have saw it. was called Superhuman Showdown. It was all over Europe. And um, they didn't show this on the TV show, <laughs> but uh, they had me in a room and testing my voice, how loud I could be and, and looking at my vocal cords. They showed a little bit of it, but I was doing like Alice in Chains, like there's a man in a box and being really gritty. And, and you know how the cords, they are connected and they close and they open in the back and then they, they wave and there's an opening in the middle. Well, when I was doing grit, this happened. It shut and I had a little opening up towards the front and a little opening towards the back. So all of a sudden, I had two vibrating sources. So one of them is producing that same pitch, like, and the other was doing this dissonant thing, uh, probably in the same pitch somehow, that was just slightly out of tune and making that uh, sound like you hear two singers who are out of tune and you can hear those waves. Uh, we're pretty sure that's what's happening. Um, we can't prove it yet. You know, I, I'm actually going to work with a, uh, an ENT and we're going to film all these different sounds to see exactly truly what is going on uh, to prove it. But I'm pretty sure that's it. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's the false folds. Well, let's think about this for a minute. If you clap your hands, you can, you can hear that. So if the false folds clap, uh, you can hear it. So like if I'm, I'm singing into a fan, right? it's making that sound. You can kind of hear the effect of the false folds, but I don't truly believe they're really producing uh, the actual grit sound. I mean, they might have some effect on the white noise and overall sound to it, but I truly think everything still comes from the chords. So, and, and that's just, of course, that's a theory, uh, but I'm sure it's a pretty damn good one uh, with all that we have done on these TV shows. And yeah. before long, we'll the fact. There's not that. That's the thing about um, <clears throat> vo vocals in general, actually, when you want to get deep into how things truly function. Um, 
there is a lack of research in a lot of areas, and especially distortion. So, and I know there's a guy called um, uh, Dr. Julian McGlashan or something like that, and he did some of the acoustic measurements of CVT singers, um, which is on YouTube. So it's not looking inside. It's more just uh, measuring the noise level. But his main thing was that he, he deemed it to be healthy because you could, with the acoustic instrument, detect the, Performance. Per the periodic yeah. wave of the vocal cord underneath the noise, which deems that the vocal cords are vibrating normally, uh, not badly or injuriously. And then, and then on top of that, there's some, or wherever else, you're getting a, a normal tone and then some other part of the chord or structures are vibrating as well at a different speed aperiodically. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know when I, I taught grit for Ivtom and there was a Dr. Hubert Noah, from, he's from Germany there, and I'm like, I, I'm not making this up. I was like two minutes into my two-hour presentation. I'm looking at him back there and he's got these glasses on, a stern ger German fellow who's like a thousand times smarter than I am. And my little brain says... I'm not going to be able to finish. I could feel my throat tightening up. I was getting dry. Uh, I don't know. I, the nerves really kicked in because I, he made me so nervous. And then I thought, dude, come on. You do this all the time. And then it was phenomenal. And afterwards, he says to me, Jamie, you're in the wrong profession. And I thought, oh, shit, here we go. And he says, <laughs> he says no, 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 no. Look, look at me. You need to be singing opera. You would make so much money. I'm like, what? He says, you are what's known as a Wagnerian tenor. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm a bass. You know, <laughs> I know. I've stretched my range. He said, no, you're not. Uh, and he, he does that on computer with the formants and watching the wave files. He says, no, I know this. I'm listening to your voice, your high notes. You are. You would, you would make, let me coach you. I wish I had your voice. And I was like humbled. I was blown away, you know, because I'm like, I was telling my guitarist last night. We were, we were working up uh, Overkill by Colin Hay by Men at Work. And, um, I was like, God, oh, dude, I, you know, I thought I was going to botch. He said, dude, that was phenomenal. He said, you do that every time. You, you say you're going to suck and, and, and you, sound, you sounded amazing. We're going to kill this song. And I'm like, man, why are all of us singers hypochondriacs and so self-critical on ourselves? You know, it is, it is crazy. It doesn't matter how many compliments you get. And I hear it all the time because uh, we've released two songs and people are like, oh, my God, they're amazing. I'm like, nah, no, they're not, man. I was sick today. I, I, I recorded that one and I didn't like the way I did this. No, we're always that way. We you know we need to get over it <laughs> <laughs> definitely find some confidence from somewhere I don't know but the thing is is that um, what, the, on the back to the distortion point is I, what I'm getting from you there Jamie is that when you say about feeling it in the roof of the mouth and uh, and in fact that, that goes to suggest that we just aren't feeling burning in the throat absolutely <laughs> ideally <laughs> ideally um, but all of it when, when we talk about what has been studied whether it's false folds whether it's something else rattling it does all point to the fact that singers especially in my mind the youngsters who want to be doing this stuff and uh, could potentially be ruining their career at an early age um, the perception of what they're hearing often isn't actually what's going on and the freedom of that's a horrible horrible vague word to use the freedom of the voice is what we're looking <laughs> for to begin with right so use the voice in a, in a very very efficient way to begin with and just something else is disturbing the air in order to create the distortion yeah everything is comes from pure clean technique so 
I had someone, we, we run an online school called Vendera Vocal Academy, and someone just joined, and uh, we were in a, a conference the other day with about 10 of the singers, and he's like, I, I want to, I, today I want to learn to scream. And I'm like, okay, do you understand breathing support placement? Uh, no, okay. You got to understand breathing and support placement. You need to do these exercises. We need to develop. Make sure you have, you know, your adduction is really good and you have good closure. You're not letting extra uh, air escape and all that. Then we can add that vocal effect on top of it. You you don't really start out. Now I have been uh, like working with the guy from Hender, the new singer. He was pretty clean, so we had to work on his grit like right now because they're out touring. And uh, that's just one of those situations where we had to. But in six lessons, I mean, we hammered it so his clean voice, everything worked together. So we worked really hard. Um, but you have to. you got to have that vocal freedom uh, before you can add that vocal effect to your voice. But, man, when you got it down, um, it's – it feels like a, a vocal cord massage. I used to play in a band called Jester. I had had neck surgery about, oh my gosh, about 14 years ago. And so right afterwards, I joined the band. The drummer was a good friend of mine. And they were so sweet to me. And they said, you know, come on, join us, play around, however you can stay, whatever you want to do to help get your voice back. You can sing the easy songs. So I get the set list. <laughs> And they're like, hey, would you mind singing Journey and Shine Down and ACDC and Judas Priest and Led Zeppelin? Uh, we'll let you sing a Matchbox 20. <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow. So it, it didn't hurt my throat. gave me a headache because I was um, – and I knew better. I was bearing down so hard uh, just to maintain it because my neck where I had just had surgery was in so much pain uh, that, it, that it was tough. But the one thing I noticed is – I could sing like Back in Black, go to Have a Drink on Me, go to Smooth Up In You by Bullet Voice. If I'm doing gritty songs and then I open up and I really feel it in the riff of my mouth, I can do them all night long and it doesn't hurt my throat. It actually feels like, like this nice massage. So it's, so, so it's what, getting... What happens, when you, what happens when you don't hit that spot? You know, it, we know what it's like. We're as singers, yeah, we're like, it, most it, of the time it's all right. You feel it? Well, it's like, uh, like you start to grunt and you start to clamp. You know how even on clean singing, uh, I'm sure you experienced before you, you study voice, uh, it could be an easy song. Like for me, I, I've had it happen with Talk Dirty to Me by Poison. Talk Dirty to Me, you know I never. And I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong. And it, my throat would just close and clamp and my range would start dropping down to where uh, 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 I'm squeezing. Uh, sometimes you cough, you feel a tickle, it burns, like you said. That's what happens because you're you're placing too much stress right there at the vocal cords, and what is happening is you're is you're you're uh, compressing them too hard while trying to force too much air through, and that's not what it's about. It's it's a light. I don't like to use the word compression, you know, but it's it's a light adduction, a little tighter than a cleaner sound to get that double spot is what I'm assuming, and and still the same amount of breath flow, maybe maybe five percent more, not that much more, but a lot of singers think it's. Huh! And then push as much air as you can, and that's where you, that's where it messes you up. And you have to use the uh, feeling it in the roof of the mouth instead of back here. Because if you're down here, uh, I don't know if you can hear the difference. But I was moving my 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 physical and mental focal point from where I'm clamping too much. I'm opening up and I'm placing it in the roof, so I feel it better up there. 
and then it would open me up. You know, it would be much easier to do. So, and I'm not saying, oh, it's it's this easy. You have to work at it. It is it is an extreme sound, but everybody can do it correctly. Um, I truly believe that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's funny that isn't it about the about how sensations go with sounds and, and how we perceive them because it's much like belting. Like when belting's been done really really well. It's actually really free. It feels really good. Absolutely. And it's like the aggressive sounds, I guess singers just a struggle to get used to, and we all do, um, get used to, not, doesn't mean because it sounds aggressive that the approach is aggressive. No, and it's not even that loud at times. People think you're screaming your brains out, and a lot of times you're not. Even with belting, it's not so much, uh, I know the amplification is a little louder, but when you do, when you get it right, you don't really feel like you're singing that loud. It's just like it's bellowing, like it's just emanating out at you as such power. Mm. So, uh, and that—that's the trick is to to find that balance and maintain that balance. You know, so you have that that nice placement and that nice buzz, so you don't feel like you're working so hard. So on to the next. The uh, the video went viral, and uh, there's probably millions of people saying, "I want to." whistle i want to break some i want to break some glasses with my voice oh. what uh what do you have to say to them jamie what's the training regime yeah. for that okay one? honestly when, when um i think why jim chose me not just because we're friends is because i was such a vocal power advocate and he had taught me that exercise he didn't call it an e-scream i, I do in the book but he just said that falsetto where you're just going this light falsetto and you make it a little louder and bright so um that that for me uh, like when i'm you probably can see I'm, I'm actually remodeling my whole downstairs my studio so there's some stuff tore out but i got wine glasses up in the corner so when i'm preparing for a show i just go over and grab them and i, I scream until i break them so <laughs> i know there's, there's budget i know that. i'm a moron my, my wife's like baby you want to come to bed i'm breaking glasses <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it literally is the eep kind of sound and it's just it's 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 nasty i mean let's be honest um you hear me break a wine glass you're like <sighs> that guy can't sing because it's a horrible sound. It, it's a, it's a nasty pharyngeal tone. And for people to understand pharyngeal is like, if these are your vocal cords, this is falsetto. This is full voice. Pharyngeal to, for me, to me is probably like this. Like it's not falsetto, but you're bringing it towards full voice. So you're kind of maintaining that, that bright Prince type of falsetto bite, but it's more towards the full voice. So you have more of like a Robert Plant sound, like on Immigrant Song. Uh, so that's the thing. But with me for Breaking Glasses, when I get to that tone, I have to make it kind of witchy and pull out like all the other frequencies. And we've proven this. We, we watch the harmonics on, on computers and everything. So I have almost this pure line that's you know that isolates so when i hit that glass i can really seek just that one frequency and make it explode uh, if you want to do it you have to have your breathing down you have to have your placement down you have to have a strong voice and you could try any sound but for me it's the pharyngeal tone and the funny thing is you go to youtube and you see singers from all over the world are, are breaking glasses now now, the funny thing is, we all, and I'm not saying this, I'm not egotistical, I'm saying this because it's factual. I know all of them have gotten it from me, and how do I know? Because they're all making that stupid sound. <laughs> you know, they're like, Aah! they're not doing an operatic sound, they're going, Eep! you know, so, <laughs> so I know, like, yep, 
they watched me on some show. <laughs> they, they, there's so many ways to do it, but they, they've taken mine. Right? At, at yeah, least credit yeah. you. I mean, come on. Yeah. Guys. I'm cool with it. it. It doesn't even bother me. I and they tried to get me. I was doing a show in LA, and they tried to get me down to South America. And they're like, "You gotta fly down right now. We'll pay for everything." I'm like, "I can't. I'm doing a show." So they found a guy to do it, and that was cool. I'm, I was I was proud of him. And uh, I'm watching, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's studying my clips, you know." So it's but it's it's humbling, you know. Come on, it, it, I believe uh, eight to nine out of ten singers could really do it if they wanted to, if they put their mind to it and they really knocked it out of the ballpark and really focused it could be done you know so i mean if you want to if you want to look like an idiot like me more power to you the thing is is, (laughs) does it does it work with the girls because if it does then probably you know we'll consider it i think Oh yeah, uh, I hope my wife doesn't watch this because you know, I'm faithful. We've been together since '91, but I, you know, I've been oh, in Japan or China. Like, oh, Jamie, Jamie, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like looking at me, like, oh, you're so good looking. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you just uh, take that uh, home in the ego bag. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's what it, I do. I walk home I'm like, hey, babe, and then my wife deflates me. So gonna say, <laughs> yeah, brings you back down to earth, mate. Do you yeah. know how lucky you are? And it lasts for two yeah. seconds. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you for all that information. I mean, it's amazing. We'd we'd love um, uh, for our listeners who've not not heard about you before to go and check out some of your stuff. So, uh, okay. what are your social media channels, and you know which uh, which materials do you recommend the most? Well, you know, uh, if they, I, I like to give away a lot of free stuff. Uh, so I would definitely go to iGuitarMag.com and check out Jamie Vendera's vocal boot camp. Uh, if you go to VenderaPublishing.com, which is V-E-N-D-E-R-A Publishing.com, and search the audios, I have a program called The Ultimate Vocal Warm-Up. I used to sell it. Uh, we sold thousands of these. And I, I gave it away in one issue of iGuitar Mag, of Guitar Interactive Magazine. And I, I thought, you know what? Everybody deserves this. You know, there's some kids around the world, you know, it's like, oh, I wish I had something. So we just give it away for free. And uh, you also get it for free because I own VenderaVocalAcademy.com, which is an online school. It's a two-year program, and we go over everything. We teach you how to use TC Helicon pedals, how to record in a studio, how to do these vocal exercises, and that. And, of course, if you go to Vendera Publishing, I got a ton of stuff. I mean, we got Raise Your Voice 1 and 2, the Ultimate Breathing Workout. I got the Beyond the Voice videos, the Extreme Scream Audio programs. Um, I like for you to hear me sing. Uh, go to soundcloud.com slash VS Sounds. V as in Victor, S, well, V as in Vendera, S as in Stith Sounds. That's my partner. We're Vendera and Stith. Uh, we've only got up two songs now, but we're recording a bunch more, and we're getting ready to do a bunch of uh, cover tunes for YouTube as well. So, yeah, check them out, and please know all those vocals are me. They're not a harmonizer. It's not an octave changer. I'm not using any special vocal effects to sound uh, breathy or smoky. And I don't think they're not that impressive songs, to be honest, but I've had that a lot. People are like, oh, well, you know, your voice is affected. And I'm like, nah, no, it's not. <laughs> I just, I wanted to sing that way. So that's what I did. I'm not using any special plugins. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, um, I'd love for you to check that out and check out Raise Your Voice at VenderaPublishing.com. VenderaVocalAcademy.com, MyGuitarMag.com, uh, and that should be it. Awesome, and, and Twitter and Facebook are... Oh, yeah, you can go to Twitter.com. I don't know what it is, Jamie Vendera, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> In the search box. I'm like the social media moron. Um, I, I think on Facebook.com, it's slash the Jamie Vendera. 
Um, it's Vendera and St- uh, Vendera Stith for the music page. Uh, we do have a How to Sing group on uh, Facebook that you can check out. And of course, JamieVendera.com. I got so many things. I- I'm constantly going. I probably need a big business card to go over it all. I just, uh, I'm like, I told you, I'm the social media moron. I, I, when you give me this, I'm like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll them. just say, we'll just put, we'll, we'll find them for you. And put the links up. <laughs> that will definitely work. It looks like you got it right, Jamie. It is uh, at Jamie Vendera on Twitter. Uh, okay. a, a wonderful picture of you in a glass. Uh, but people need uh, to spell that right, okay? J A I M E. Yeah, like Jaime. Yeah. And Vendera, V E N D E R A. Rocking. So just do you? So just in the, the first question we asked: How do you get a lot of sleep, Jamie, or are you just? You know, uh, lately I have. Lately I have because uh, we've we've. I shouldn't even say this. I will start crying. Uh, we've lost two dachshunds this year, two seven-year-old babies of ours. So one was six months ago. She had spinal tumors, and uh, one three weeks ago from chronic kidney uh, disease. And um, before I would get up uh, at like five o'clock in the morning, and I would exercise. I write for for the two publishing companies, but I've been sleeping to like seven now. So I've been getting. I've been sleeping like eleven to seven, which is odd for me. But I'm just uh, yeah. When I when I get over my grief, I'll get back in the zone and I'll start knocking out things. And then it's back to about five or six hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? No. When it will pick back up again, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're like, I'm like, hey, man, I'm Jamie. And I'm really tired. But this is me when I'm tired. That's <laughs> it, <laughs> because you've, um, you've, I know you've had some, uh, <clears throat> it sounds like it's going to be something bad, but you've had your history with supplements and uh, and you've, you've researched a lot of supplements and what to yes. use. And, and uh, obviously, I'm, um, it's kind of my background as well and, and and I like to look into sleep and supplements and how food and everything all encompassing so do, is there do you have like a any guidance for musicians that are yeah. just like us who are springing all over the place but truly need to actually get a decent night's sleep and to yeah, you know, even with everything overall, and you know, don't follow my sleeping patterns. I just do it because my brain's always on. But you do need to figure out your sleep cycles. Uh, six hours may work for you, seven and a half, nine hours. I don't know. You got to figure that out. But um, I will use stuff like uh, kava kava or uh, valerian root to help you sleep. And of course, I take like vitamin C and zinc every day, and I drink tons of water. I actually drink, I drink a lot of hot water. And and you have singers say, oh, but that'll That'll scald your vocal cords. It never touches your vocal cords. But I take it, and why I'm so heavily into herbs is I have a rare skin disease. So it, it does wear me out, and it makes it hard for me to travel because I break out easy. That's why my face is red, but I don't worry about it. Uh, but drinking the hot water actually helps to reduce inflammation in the body, and it's very good if you have in, any inflammation around your vocal cords. So uh, I, I always drink it, and usually my voice feels you know pretty good, except when my allergies, if I start sneezing, uh, with the allergies kick in, then it kind of knocks me on my butt for a day or so. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got to take care of your body. It's not a guitar. It's a human instrument, so you need sleep. You need just tons of water. You need steaming. You need vitamin C and calcium, magnesium to keep your immune system up. You need zinc. It's the singer's mineral. There's so many things. I, You'll laugh when I show you this. I took it out before we started because you'd be like, why are you chewing on a stick? Uh, this is this is natural licorice root. So you know, licorice is a great herb for the voice. It's like a it's like a natural nature's prednisone, uh, and we don't want to take prednisone because we don't want the, that to shrink down and you not to feel anything. Uh, and damage your vocal cords worse. So, licorice will work. Slippery elm is a great demulcent. That's why I use the throat coat tea. 
Um, so, you know, these little things, even if you're not feeling bad, you got to, you want to kind of supplement your voice. Um, you know, just like you want to eat great food to keep your voice in shape because you never know. You may be on the, the tour bus and everybody's puking and sick. And what happens to a singer? Oh, you get sick. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And you can't, a lot of times you can't cancel and, and you can't sing with the cold. You can't sing with the flu unless you have like, you know, strep throat or a laryngitis or something. But, you know, if you are taking care of your body, and on top of things, nine times out of ten, you will not get sick when everybody else does. So, you know, you got to take care of yourself. We do not have time to be sick, you know. And not, I have actually been sick a lot lately, probably the stress from the dogs. But uh, I don't have time, you know. So I, I keep te- – if I'm like, oh, okay, I can't really hit the siren because I'm sick. But here, let me try. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, you did it. Um, you know, I, I keep going, you know. And, and you have to when you get a job. This is our job. This is what we do. Right on, I and that's it. definitely the strap line for the episode. I haven't got time to be sick, okay? Yeah, and that's what I used to say when I was hardly ever <laughs> sick. <laughs> uh, I've been more sick in this last two years than I have been in a lifetime, and mainly because we've been developing the Vendera Vocal Academy. And that, oh my God, it was, I had to film like 500 videos and a, 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 as many PDFs I had to write and audio files I had to do for this school. And it was just nonstop. And uh, I told my partner, finally, I'm like, I need a break. And what does he do? He gives me like a ton of audio, uh, you know, words I got uh, to write, record so that uh, he can put out marketing, you know, to, to push the school. Speaking of which, I hope I'm not keeping you guys this right here. When you go to SoundCloud.com VS Sounds, this is how we record. I literally, literally record on an iPad. Uh, using Meteor Multitrack, which is a European com- uh, company, Four Pockets. And I use a Studio Project CS1 mic. This thing was like 250 bucks. I use a little 99 or $199 preamp from Studio Projects. So listen to the tunes and realize I got less than a, a thousand, well, less than really 500 bucks in what I use to record. My guitarist records on an iPad. You don't have to go in some huge studio and use a $6,000 microphone to, to get a good sounds which is uh, what I, I've always tried to teach singers. She's like, oh my God, I need uh, a blue microphone. And I love blue. I'm not knocking them. You know, I, I do use some of their microphones, but you don't have to have, you know, the uh, manly uh, channel strip, you know, and spend four or $5,000 and an annoyment or whatever to get there. Those would be nice to have, but you know, when we're broke, we can't afford it. Go get you a cheap mic that sounds good and record it, you know, so. It all works the same way. Yeah, in a way. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> okay, thank you so much, Jamie. Uh, well, thank you. Let's yeah. uh, let's hook up again in the future. But uh, your pearls of wisdom has been greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh, Jamie. absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, and thank you. And I'll see you next time. Okay, he's gone now. He's got the bus, bus What's home. That? Which which bus? It's the number uh, the number thirty two from London to um, where does he live? Um, Chicago. Something generic city in America. Boston. Gotham, Gotham City. Gotham. <laughs> I, I um, I don't see him as somebody that gets public transport. <laughs> How does he get there then? I don't know. Do you reckon I, he gets four people to carry him on a regal chair? Yeah, that or he's got. He's definitely got a person driver. Hmm? Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's yeah, a bit. Yeah. He's. I don't think he's got a personal driver. 
He definitely didn't get a bus. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. So there he goes anyway. What a uh, what an episode. So we want we want everyone to follow us on social media um, because we're having a lot of fun with it, aren't we? So we're po- currently posting on Snapchat as we speak on the episode. How do you feel about that, Biff? Well, I'm quite excited, but... Uh, excited? I've, I've, I've got a bit of stage fright. That's the... Yeah, I think... Without knowing what Snapchat really is, personally, it's just 10 seconds of crap, <laughs> um, which, I'm, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, actually. I thought it was just for children, but it's not. I thought it was just for children. But it's what all the kids say, don't they? Oh, you on Snapchat? We'll just post pictures, rude pictures. We're making the Snapchat revolution. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, we're cleaning it up, aren't we? Yeah. Doing a little tidy up down at Snapchat HQ. Yeah, so tips, tips, a bit of faff, a bit of like our lives, just what we do, two vocal coaches wandering the earth. <laughs> like a pair of nomads, but <laughs> imparting advice uh, and, uh, well, nothing else really. Useless but, advice. But we are heading to the winter retreat in LA and we're going to be documenting that on Snapchat as well. Mm-hmm. So how do they join us on there? Just get the app. It's, it's one of the. It's, it's a bit tricky. Snapchat. It's not like the rest of them where you can like add friends from your address book and stuff. You've, you've got to download the app and then you search naked vocalist. We can't put the in there because there's not enough characters. Just naked vocalist. Search that. Or if you head to our Facebook page, we'll have like the the avatar picture, which you can. It's like a QR. Is it QR code? God knows. But there's instructions yeah. on it, isn't there? You, you literally screenshot our Snapchat profile picture and then upload that into ad friends it's a little thing saying add by code and you can do it that way or just search naked interesting basically you just need the app first and then you just you just ride on and stories you swipe to the you swipe left i think it's left Uh, whatever you you swipe and then you find stories on the right you pick it up bada bing excellent so please join us on there people um and we are fun keep posting it now i managed to where hey um for anybody out there and i know there's quite a few out there who listen who mentioned that on itunes you can't view any more than our last 18 episodes i have now sorted that out so all of our episodes all which this will be 33 all 33 will be listed for you on iTunes and it is currently working so it was just a stupid little setting setting in our podbean in our podcasting hosting oh okay thing cool. so that's all changed so yeah for those who are new on board and wanted to wanted to go back and listen from the start then you can go and listen to our first attempts <laughs> at, at podcasting. So I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? Everyone's got a story, mate. Everyone's got a past, haven't they? So yeah. Guess must, so. must learn. I'd like to deny my past. Keep learning. Yeah, keep learning. Yeah. Deny my past. Oh, <laughs> two very opposing views there. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened let's embrace it yeah. Um, so yeah join us join us on iTunes as well for the old episodes but um, uh, it's nice to see you mate on Skype looking good 
Um, Thanks, um, for anybody who's interested, our next episode in two weeks is with the amazing Robin De Haas, who is an expert in breathing and breathing coordination. So join us for that. It's a really good one. Awesome. Thank you for coming. See you later.